Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, you can rest assured now because Southwest is going to be conducting an investigation into this pilot. I was talking to my wife about this. I just, it seems to me, and I look, let's, let's be fair about this. I mean, you wouldn't, and I wouldn't necessarily want to be on a flight that, where the pilot said hope and change or whatever. Um, but it's not, it's just not as big of a deal as they're making it out to be, right? This pilot who some are saying now he may have even said, let's go Braves. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not. It is a little bit hard to hear the audio, but you can you can rest easy now. Everything is under control. Southwest is looking into this. They're investigating this. But this is how you have to deal with the left. I mean, they are rabid. If this pilot, if this pilot isn't summarily fired on the spot, just they're going to lose their ever-loving minds. And it is so ironic. It is so ironic in the wake of what we've seen over the past, well, during Trump's term. I mean, you know the people that have said unspeakable things about Trump. But don't you think, though, that if you're Southwest, you simply say, hey, you know what, we don't really want to get involved, you know, pull the pilot in and say, we don't really want to get involved in politics here. We got people that fly with all sorts of political opinions. Just just, just don't do that again. And the pilot would probably say, okay, right? I mean, I just, but now we got to have an investigation and we got idiotic commentators comparing what the pilot said, allegedly, we think, um, to ISIS, right? We, we talked about that yesterday but you can all rest easy now that southwest is investigating this email by the way todd at toddhubshow.com we're on uh, all sorts of outlets for podcasts if you miss any portion of the show you can always listen on a podcast site if you've got apple podcast or tune in or switcher or i i can't even think of all the podcasts there's a ton of them out there it's totally free you can find out where the show is by visiting toddhuffshow.com slash podcast, and you would be well advised to do that. Um, and you can also send me your questions, thoughts, feedback, and as I've said before, adoration and praise is always, 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 always accepted, whether it's there or on our online community, community com. So let's start here today by talking about Biden on the world stage. Folks, it is, I don't even know what to say about this. We knew, I mean, Biden was a guy that just, the the power brokers, we've been through this a lot. I don't want to go through it, but the power brokers, the big money in the Democrat party, they thought he was the safest bet. The guy that didn't really have an ability to put together a cogent, or coherent thought, the guy that couldn't articulate himself out of a wet paper bag, the guy who 
had yesterday um, or over the weekend was trending with poopy pants Biden. <laughs> I still can't say that one <laughs> without, uh, and I don't, again, I'm not saying it's what happened. I'm just telling you that this is where we are in this presidency. It's, it's, I guess, a certain degree believable because of just everything else, what we've seen Biden do, um, the way we've seen Biden act, the way the media covers for Biden domestically. We go out to the to the world stage, and it's reported that Biden had an extended bathroom incident or episode or some such thing. Who knows? I'm just saying this is where we are, right? We've got Let's Go Brandon, which we've <laughs> talked about extensively on this program. And not only that, so he's out there on the world stage. I, I just, it is mind-boggling. I mean, I guess it's just, it's just what happens when you have somebody out there who is who is as inept and just off the rails constantly now. The guy, since he's been gone, which it's only been a couple of days, he has referred to his Secretary of State, Mr. Blinken, um, as using a term, a phrase that was made popular by Benito Mussolini, an actual fascist, not the type of fascist the media and the Democrat Party wants you to believe that Trump is, an actual fascist named Benito Mussolini back in the 1930s and 40s. He used a phrase that's made popular by Mussolini that said, at least the trains run on time. So he references that as he's passing off uh, you know his monologue portion or whatever nonsense he was saying to Secretary of State Blinken. He also referenced a list of reporters. We got the soundbite of this. He told the reporters, "I'm supposed to call on this reporter." That happened. Also, on top of that, there was a photo op. You know, I saw I I saw on social media, <laughs> and it's it's um, it's easy to forget. Not forget. I mean, obviously, you're going to remember what I say, but just because of all the nonsense and the shenanigans happening right now, it's easy for the memories of what it was when it truly wasn't, you know, being run into the ground here. The presidency wasn't uh, focused on destroying all things good about the United States of America. When Trump was, you know, at a G, was it G20, G8 summit, whatever, when he was sitting at the table, cross-armed. Beside him was standing, uh, oh, drawing a blank here, but across from him was An- Angela Merkel leaning over the desk, and there were other British leaders, not uh, European, I should say, leaders around the table, and Trump was sitting there with a look of, you can't make me change my mind. This was back when, remember, this was back when uh, at, at these at these summits, when at these meetings, when foreign countries were actually told, "Hey, we're done footing the bill. We're done overlooking what you pledged." Uh, John Bolton was standing beside Trump. I was drawing a blank there, John Bolton. <clears throat> but you've seen the picture. I mean, it was a popular picture at the time, and you compare that to what we've seen today or over the past couple of days. Biden is barely even in the picture. Trump was near the center of the group photograph. 
Biden is literally, it looks like he's wandering around. It looks like he doesn't know what he, where he's supposed to go. His handlers have gotten distracted. You know, they've, they, they've lost track of Biden. And he's just standing over there. I think he's without mask, too, if I'm not mistaken, which I don't know what the rabid fascist wing of the radical left thinks about that biden maskless on stage that's where you wear your mask you wear you wear your mask whenever you're standing in front of people right this is what uh prince harry and kate do this is what all politicians do they don't wear it when they're supposed to they tell you what to do but then they don't do it right the ruling class the elite but as soon as there's a photo op, as soon as there's an opportunity to stand in, in front of a group of people and probably talk down to them, um, they put the mask on. I, th- I think, I believe Biden was is without a mask here. On top of that, he fell asleep. It sure looks like it, folks. Now, I don't know about poopy pants Biden, if that's a real thing, but I saw, I saw Biden falling asleep in a, in a video during one of these speeches at the G20. And then an aide comes over to him, kind of starts talking to him, probably says, hey, you got to wake up. This is not good for the optics. And they're having this little back and forth conversation. And then the speaker finishes and Biden claps, having no idea what he's clapping for because he's been asleep or at least dozing off. So that's what's going on. This is not supposed to be the way that it works. I think we as conservatives, and if you're a liberal listening to this program, hang in there. I welcome you. We don't. You don't have to hate me. You, I mean, I guess some of you have decided to hate me simply because I'm conservative, but I'm not bitter, and I welcome you to listen to this program and even ask me questions and engage with me. Totally fine with all of that. Um, not down with... If, if you're going to engage with me, at least you know, keep it civil and thoughtful. Don't what, watch it uh, turn into what it often turns into uh, in today's political world. But I welcome you to the program. I have to advise you as well that listening to this program has been documented by scientists, 98%. That's 1% more than will tell you that the earth is warming due to uh, humans driving around in SUVs. more will tell you that listening to this program can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. So you have been warned, but I welcome you uh, to to listen to this program. And and I know if you're listening to me, if you're listening to me and you have – if you're a liberal, that's, again, fine. If you're a radical leftist, we're going to have – probably have some problems. Again, not because I'm not willing to converse with you, but because – most radical leftists are incredibly rabid and angry, and the liberals know this. Regular Democrats and liberals know this, and this is my point. The radical left is beyond infuriated at what they are witnessing unfold. Just just in the past, of course, you can go back to January 20th. You know, in some ways, they're, I think, happy that – People are talking about building back better, which basically means how socialist can we become? Heck, maybe can we even move full-out communists, some of these radicals are hoping, because if we burn the system down, the only thing to do is to rebuild something else, and that's what they're very happy to see done. But 
they're also very, very embarrassed. I mean, remember, they were – everything is about optics to the left. It's about looking the part more than it actually is about being the right type of person. In the case of our politicians, our presidents or legislators or whoever, whomever, whatever the case, they, it, it's all about appearances to them. It's how well you speak, how well – received you are by the Europeans because they are very, very interested in winning the respect of the Europeans because they feel like, you know, first of all, they sound really intelligent whenever they're speaking in some of those accents that don't sound hillbilly like they think many of us, like the the accent you hear from me, Midwestern or whatever. Some folks, you know what? One time I was in school at American University, true story, a girl student there stopped me she was from the east coast probably from new york or something and she asked me are you from alabama or tennessee and i said have you ever heard anyone from alabama or tennessee i've got relatives in alabama may have relatives in tennessee kentucky we definitely do as well so there's you know that accent what that represents especially in the south the radical left is not about that that is that is unsophisticated that is, I mean, they are embarrassed by that. But you get into the Europeans, and you know, you're starting to have some high class and highbrow people looking at, say, Hunter Biden's artwork and talking about what it symbolizes and means, and they feel so superior to the rest of the world, to the rest of America. They they look upon Middle America, the heartland, which is candidly uh, the group of people that tune into this program or people who share the values of people in the heartland, they look at those people, people like me, people like the vast majority of you with with utter disdain. And they think, they think the president, President Trump, the previous four years, he was an embarrassment on the world stage. (laughs) And if you, since the guy, again, going back to January, there's a lot that a regular well-reasoned, logical person should be embarrassed about in this country, right? I mean, from everything from inflation and stagflation to just business uh, businesses that are struggling to to deal with labor issues, um, restaurants now. You, you can't – every restaurant's almost closed one day of the week now, which again, I mean, whatever, whatever they have to do. Uh, but this is all because of government interference, supply chain problems. I mean, on down the list, it's because of government. It's because of government. It's specifically because of people who think they can micromanage your life and my life, and it's led by the likes of Joseph R. Biden and this other cast of clowns that are currently running this nation. And so it's embarrassing back to January 20th. It's super embarrassing the past couple of days. Again, we've got poopy pants Biden trending. we got Biden falling asleep during a speech, you don't do that. You're supposed to look important and dignified. You're supposed to make people feel good. Represent, right? Represent the United States of America. Show our counterparts around the world that we are, in fact, as sophisticated and forward-thinking as the other socialists on planet Earth. That's the that's what they want from these things. And so we've had falling asleep. We've had Biden wandering around on the edges of a photo op. Like, like a Where's Waldo 
book or something. You've got Biden doing that. You got Biden referencing. Now they're probably not embarrassed about the Mussolini reference. They they might actually <laughs> the radicals might actually think that that's a good thing because Mussolini they probably would they probably would tell you today Mussolini did keep the trains on time, right? They'll tell you that at least Castro had free public education and free health care. That's what Bernie Sanders tells you. It's the same. It's the same darn thing. To say those things, to say that at least Mussolini kept the trains running on time is saying that that's the only thing that you can pick out. It's it's a mockery of the absolute total control of over the economy and the way of life that these this government had taken. And that's really all there was to show for it. Brutal dictatorships, brutal totalitarianism. But hey, the trains run on time, right? That's what Bernie says about Cuba. You know what? The people there live under oppression, but they've got universal health care and universal free education. So I guess all is all is good. Forget the fact that people are jumping on makeshift rafts and transversing the 90-some miles between Cuba and southern Florida just to get out of that proverbial hellhole because of the ideology that's being forced upon them by the dictators. Anyhow, they're embarrassed. They're actually surprisingly i think they're shocked i don't think that they ever really vetted in a sense this candidate i think they were stuck with him because the the power brokers and the big money of the democrat party kind of forced them forced biden upon them they were so focused on not having trump that they picked anything that wasn't named trump on that ballot that had a d beside it they were told that everything was going to suddenly be made right in the world our standing was going to be restored and now we're dealing with bathroom incidents and and nap time during speeches at the g20 and they're embarrassed if they're going to be honest with us they're utterly ashamed and embarrassed and in a sense look i'm never ashamed for our country but sometimes it is embarrassing what these people who represent us say and do and what we've seen thus far overseas from Joseph R. Biden is an unmitigated embarrassment, disaster, and it is shameful. Absolutely shameful in more ways than one. Quick timeout. We get back. I'm going to play this soundbite where he references the Mussolini quote. He has no idea. I don't even know if he knows who Mussolini is at this particular point. And I take no joy. I don't. I take no pleasure or joy in saying that. The wheels have come off here, and I'm telling you, they are having serious discussions about what to do about this. They being the Democrat Party, the big money folks there, they're having closed-door discussions, and they're determining, what do we do? Is it time for Kamala? Is there something else we can do? Help us. George Soros, please help us. Quick timeout. Listen to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So I told you before the break that we were going to play some <laughs> a couple of soundbites. I think I mentioned one. I mentioned both of them, but I didn't tell you we were going to play both. Um, let's look here. I, I just words fail me to express how embarrassed the radical left is at this moment. Again, 
Poopy pants Biden. Hashtag Biden referencing Mussolini. It's a toss-up as to whether or not they think that's a compliment or if that's something that bothers them or not. Falling asleep. And then the picture. I, I need to post the picture. If you've not seen the picture, I just showed Oz during the break. It's even... It's just bizarre. I mean, it, he's literally almost out of the frame. And he is... I looked closely. He does not have a mask on. He does not have a mask on. Shame on the president for that. Should be representing the world correctly. The photo op is in order. Get your mask on. I mean, what if that was at the Lincoln Memorial? What if, what if that was on an airplane? I mean, he might have been ended up in handcuffs. I don't know. Well, of course, he wouldn't because he's excused like all the other leftists, uh, the, all the other people in positions of authority, governors and so forth, mayors, Congress people, Speaker of the House. Here's Biden pa- <laughs> passing over, uh, you know, Tossing the microphone over to Secretary of State Blinken, referencing Benito Mussolini, quoting Mussolini, thinking this is, a, I guess, a, a praise for a leftist. That's the only way I can see this. Here it is. Together to increase our resilience and enhance our shared prosperity. And I'm going to turn it over to Secretary Blinken to actually uh, make sure the trains run on time here. Yeah. Make sure the train and I mean he's in again he's in Europe he's in Europe where of course uh, Mussolini was uh, Italian back during World War II one of the Axis members of the Axis powers right the Japanese the Germans and the Italians led by Mussolini and again to <laughs> to the left. Making sure the trains run on time, it doesn't matter to the left. Whatever you have to do, whatever freedoms you have to take away, whatever cost is involved, if you can deliver things like the trains on time, which they never can either, by the way. That's the other irony here. They can never keep even the trains on time. In fact, the story goes that before Mussolini was uh, the leader of Italy – Previously, the trains were notoriously late, and that was one of the focal points. And as a result, I guess, I guess in the minds of radicals like Mussolini, uh, if you kill your own people, but you can make the trains run on time, then everything's hunky dory apple pie. In fact, there's stories if if uh, engineers were late delivering their trains, they had some dire consequences in some instances. That'll fix the problem. Sounds an awful lot like a mask to me, but just I'm just making an observation here. So that's one of the stupid things that Biden has done on the world stage. Now, some people may not catch that or be aware of that because they're not really familiar with the, I guess, the history or why that was actually, that was in a cartoon, a newspaper, um, kind of what a political... Uh, political cartoon, kind of like, n- not ideological, don't misunderstand, but we, we've interviewed on this program Gary Varvel, who was just recently on our television show as well. And Gary Varvel, ide- ideologically, is the antithesis of, of obviously, um, just like we are, um, 
these radical fascists. But to, the the cartoonist was criticizing, right, Mussolini by doing his cartoon and then saying, at least the trains run on time. And that's how the left, he's mocking the left. And that's kind of what Gary Varvel does as well, to mock those radical leftists. In a sense, it's what we do here as well, although I can't draw a stick man. But that is that is Biden doing his best to hold things together over in over in Europe as he's representing the United States. I got another one to get to as well, but I'm a little bit long here. I'm trying to keep things on time for a change here recently. Quick timeout. Come back, play another soundbite, get to other things as well. Sit tight back in just a minute. My friends, by the way, program is brought to you in part, brought to you in part by our friends at Wallace Construction. Wallace Construction can help with your asphalt, your concrete, your construction needs. Check them out, wallaceconstructioninc.com. Be sure to tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So I referenced another quote that Biden, well, a soundbite here, that Biden, um, I just, it's just remarkable I mean, we know this. We know this. We knew this was the case when he was running for office hiding in his basement. We knew this was the case, I mean, even before that. But it's still remarkable to watch this unfold. So here he is at the G20, where the left tells us they want sophistication and people who are representing this nation with dignity people who are articulate, very just sophisticated is the word. That's what they want. They want us to look right, to to be on display. Appearance, appearance is everything to the left, to the radical left. It really is. That's why we get into this discussion of identity politics, what's your gender, what's your race, what's your ethnicity, how do you identify, what's your sexual orientation, blah, blah, on down the line. And folks, I I long for the world that Martin Luther King actually talked about, right? The left doesn't want that. The left wants the government, well, they want themselves through government to intervene and to somehow make everything right by controlling the swing of the pendulum. This race of people, this gender of people, this group of people benefited from something here, so we're going to step in, and we know how to make it right. It's not just stop the nonsense, right? It's not just, hey, if you hate this group of people, why don't you knock it off and quit being an idiot and, and treat people like human beings and understand that we're all created in the image of God and that no one... No one is superior. People might be better at something than someone else. That's without question the case. You're better at things than, than someone else. We all have gifts and talents and abilities, right? And that's undeniable. But we're not better than. Being better at something does not mean that we are better than someone. But the left thinks that they can get in there and manip- manipulate the system. It's why I've said on this program they can't even, during their debates... They can't even ensure equal time for the people on the debate stage. But yet they somehow think they can make every penny, every person is paid equal by whatever they think equal is, whatever that might be at any particular moment in time. 
This is what they think that they can do. And there's people who, that sounds right. That sounds good to people. But it's, it's patently absurd and ridiculous. It's not the way that life works. And so to watch this disaster unfold on a world stage, the left may act like, the radical left may act like they're not bothered by this, but believe me, they are. They are humiliated by this. They don't want to show their face. And I can't say I blame them. Here's Biden at the G20 summit telling reporters, I'm supposed to call on AP first or whoever he says. Just think about this. Can you can you imagine Trump doing this? You try, in fact, we had – I remember during Trump's presidency, we had people begging. With some, I'm not saying I was in this crowd, but some people were saying, please, someone take his phone away and keep him off of Twitter. Please, someone pull him aside and say that's not how you answer a question about that. Tell him how to be more politically correct. There were people – longing for that but it never happened because it can't happen it can't happen with president trump he's going to do it himself and like it hate it love it whatever that's what he's going to do he's going to do it his way and i've got no problem with that it's so much more authentic and genuine and real than the other political nonsense and doublespeak that we're accustomed to hearing from our political leaders every day things like we have to give the vaccine to children before we know what its effects are, which is something some moron actually said. So this is terrifying to the left and and not even for reasons that it should be terrifying. It's just because they're embarrassed by the appearance. Again, I just, I think if you, if you can wrap your head around that, you'll have a much better understanding of who the left really is. I mean, appearance is everything. Appearance is everything. And when you when you just let that, you accept that, and you think, well, that's a big part of why they didn't like Trump, because they didn't like the tweets. They didn't like fill-in-the-blank, some of the rhetoric. But yet, they're okay with someone who looks like he has it together, looks like he's being a gentleman and respectful. He can burn the whole country down. And a lot of folks are okay with that because it looks sophisticated and state, uh, you know, very statement-like, statesman-like, I should say. But here's the soundbite. Biden basically pulling out his list and telling us, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to call on the first name I see on this, this list. It's, it's embarrassing. Here it is. And now I'm happy to take some questions, and I'm told I should start with AP Zeke Miller. Zeke, you have a question. Didn't recognize you the mask on. I apologize. Well, whose fault is that, by the way? Where's your mask? I mean, I don't know. Do you have a picture? Do you have a picture? Is looking at the paper like there's a picture. I wouldn't be surprised. I almost think, wasn't there pictures on one of the pieces of paper he used in the past? I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. This is our presidency. And it, it is, you know, we have to be careful because symbolism can be... I don't know. It can be abused or misused. But the fumbling around we've seen on the world stage here in just a couple of days is so, so representative, is so symbolic of what we've witnessed happen to our country 
in the past nine or ten months. And there's no sign of it stopping. The stupidity is continuing to pour in from $450,000 payments potentially to illegal uh, aliens separated at the border to, I mean, take your pick, the Iran deal, whatever we're going to do there, to the legislation that sits before the House or that the House and the Senate are finalizing and so forth. By the way, Joe Manchin out there saying not so fast. I'm still not... I'm not going to have one piece of legislation held hostage for the other. So there's all sorts of tension there. And we got an election here, right? We got several elections here today. We'll talk about that during or in the next segment. Quick time out, though. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. You know, I alluded to this the break we've got you know, election day not this is an odd year election so there's not the same amount of attention and you know some folks may not even have elections in their particular districts and so forth or parts of the country but there are some important race important races here um we all know about the virginia's governor or virginia governor's race which oh i they're already sowing the seeds that are concerning to people who followed the 2020 election, who had, who saw some things happen there that they were not, that we were not happy with, or that concerned us. Just from a perspective of how elections should be won, they're already hinting, suggesting that maybe, maybe we won't know who the winner of this election is until days after the polls close here. Um, so keep an eye on that because that's one of the things. And I tell you, if I had a buddy, we we're talking about this today. If, if we see polls close and if we see, and I know it's just, it, I don't say just Virginia, so it doesn't matter, but it doesn't affect the other 56 States that Obama visited. But if you, if you watch the election and you go to bed and you see, um, Republicans leading, Democrats in that state um, by, a, I don't know, tens of thousands or a, a, a hundred thousand votes even, a big amount, large amount, whatever that is relative to the size of the total number of people voting. And you wake up the next morning and you see uh, somehow overnight at 4 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. or what have you that McAuliffe somehow won Every vote that was counted between 3 and 4 a.m. or some such thing like we saw in the 2020 election, which is completely statistically impossible. It's not even improbable. It is actually impossible. But if, if something like that happens, the American people, I think, are going to be outraged, even though it's only Virginia and not necessarily their state. You know, I'll tell you, I asked someone here, I'm not going to name names. I was talking with someone who has political, uh, pretty, has a lot of political power in this particular state. And I asked him, I said, have you been asked by constituents about election integrity or doing an audit, doing an election audit? He said he hadn't. I, And I'm not saying he, he's 
lied to me or anything like that. I it, That's hard for me to believe. And I know Indiana, that's where I'm broadcasting from. I know that um, it's, you know, Trump won by, by 20 points. But if what other folks um, have found or suggested or said that the research and the canvassing is proven, uh, I, we've had folks that have told us that this happens in every state. And I think we should demand, candidly, election audits. And I'm not suggesting every year. I've said this on this program. It's just common sense, folks. There's there's no reason not to do this. Now, I, I know, just like with the fact checkers, if the radical left, or if someone, whatever their political belief, who's dishonest is running the audit, we're back to the same problem. But we should at least go through a process whereby we show the voter that we're taking serious steps to identify the problems and do something about them. But we're not, uh, folks don't seem too interested in that. But I wonder what's going to happen with that. Is that going to be an issue? Of course, we've got New Jersey as well. We've got the city council in Minneapolis where they want to defund the police. We've got a write-in candidate for mayor in Buffalo where the the socialist candidate won the Democratic primary, but now the Democrat that uh, the socialist beat is launching a write-in campaign. So there's a chance that the traditional less socialist Democrat actually could win. Interesting things to watch on the horizon here. So, quick timeout is in order. Come back and wrap up for the day. You're listening to Conservative, not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Waning moments of the program, but I want to tell you, I was referencing an article last last segment um, that had a series of races to keep our eyes on. And that was an article in the Washington Examiner. I don't have time to go through all of the um, races. Atlanta mayor's up there, surprisingly. Florida District 20, that's the 20th Congressional District in Florida, the 15th in Ohio, the 11th in Ohio. I mentioned the mayor in Buffalo as well. Be interesting to see how these things play out. We'll talk about that course later in the week have a great day thanks for listening talk to you tomorrow take care sdg